going on, guys? You got Tim from Tempo with Dave Rivich, man. Dave, how we doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. I'm excited to uh, to get to work with you. Dude, stoked stoke to get you on this. Obviously, we're going to talk lilac. That's why we're sitting here right now. Um, but we're, we're coming off a weekend of Melrose, coming off of a lot of uh, exciting storylines within the sport. And, and I think the first spot that I kind of want to start with is the, the good for the sport concept and helping grow the sport, which is something that's happening right now. Um, we've seen the team rivalries at Melrose kind of kind of getting bigger, which is a big one. Um, individual storylines. Focusing on the team piece of it first, obviously Brooks Beast being mm-hmm. right in that conversation right now. What role do you think that that is playing in the potential growth of the sport, but also the growth that we're seeing right now? Yeah, I think that the the team dynamic and and the team aspect of the rivalries and the competitions and the emphasis on like these collective units. I bet if you looked uh, on the world stage right now, there's not a single athlete ranked that trains specifically alone. I would say that mostly every athlete is some form tied to a team or a group of training partners. So it's it gives the people and the fans and the community something more to root for than just an individual. And I think that's super exciting. When you look at Milrose, I mean, there were rivalries with brands. There was rivalries with podcasts. There's rivalries with just about anything. And and a lot of that comes from the publicity and the media attention that all of your guys' platforms give us as athletes. But it also comes from the platforms that we create ourselves. And so I think it's super good for the sport. Uh, I think that the Brooksby's serve one of the best, if not the best team in the world. Obviously, I'm biased. But if you look at the caliber athlete we have with like Devin Dixon, he did a 22 point whatever, 200 at the end of his workout uh, like last week. And then we have hopefully guys like me that can really bring in the reins in the 5K. Like we have this massive spread to where if you want to root for a team as a collective whole at a track meet, we're going to have almost every event covered. So from a uh, beast perspective, yeah, you could root for us in almost any event. But from a rivalry perspective, um yeah, I, I, I don't want to talk on other brands or other teams, but uh, I think there's going to be a big wake-up call when it comes to just our ability to perform on the day. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love that. It's something that Jeff and I, who's putting on Lilac, we're chatting about as well, where you can get, maybe you don't know an individual athlete, but you can get excited about someone who reps the team of a team mm-hmm. that you're liking. And I love what you're saying about Brooks, Beasts, where you guys got people running shorter stuff all the way up to the longer stuff on the track, which is exciting because it keeps you engaged uh, the entire time. And then exactly what you're alluding to as well, these, yes, the teams where maybe there is some brand rivalry, like one versus the other, there, there's just those natural storylines, which is super, super exciting. Uh, and hopefully one that is going to continue on from what it looks like right now, at least. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I don't think that, I think in the recent years, the the team aspect has become more of a brand focus as well. So I think this is really the start. I mean, you have teams now coming out with Puma, uh, you know, you have the Reebok, you have Nike, you have Adidas. All these teams are coming out, obviously Brooks, um, on this is the focus. The, the team focus is, I think, the all-in for brands now because they see the the power of the investment of a collective group opposed to just individuals. Yeah, and I do want to jump back. You actually alluded to it and set me up great. Like, yes, the brands have done some of this work and built some of these platforms or helped build some of them. But one of the exciting things from my perspective as a as a track nerd, I lovingly refer to myself, um, the, the platforms that individual athletes have built on their own with what you're doing with Sit and Kick with Josh uh, or, or some of the other podcasts, some of the other social media platforms, Instagram content that's getting pumped out. I mean, Rod Benjamin just had that video, which I, I wanted to allude to your tweet, like, 
that video is insane and, yeah. and gets people fired up to watch this guy do stuff. And he's out there doing it, producing that stuff to get people excited about him. This era, it feels like it, it's so easy to become fans of some of these people because of stuff like what you're putting out, where you feel like you're getting to know these guys a little bit better um, rather than just reading a, a time and a results magazine or whatever it might be. Exactly. For how connected to the, tr- the sport of track and field is, what we've lacked is like that medium where we can connect with the fans on a more personal level than just like track's always been a sport where the fans can see themselves in us because running is running. You know, it's something that may be different on time, but it feels the same for everybody. It sucks at times. It feels good at times that everybody likes to run or everybody doesn't like to run. Like that's like a, that's just a common thing um, that's perceived. So now with like these media platforms, with these video productions, with all these things coming out, it's exciting because I'm also a track nerd, right? And I think that's the reason that it's getting driven from the athletes is because most track nerds are track nerds. Or sorry, most track athletes are track nerds, even at the professional level. They're the type of people that will tweet about Ray Benjamin, you know, without any brand association. Like, obviously, he's Nike and I'm Brooks, but like that, that goes beyond the brand. That goes straight into what the sport is trying to do. And that's just build the sport for everybody. And like you said, good for the sport. It's it is good for the sport. And with platforms like we have sit and kick, we have coffee club, you know, that's a rivalry that's getting built out pretty well. Um, we, there's some banter thrown back and forth and we have a bit of a response video coming up this weekend. And uh, it's one of those things where that's, what's going to get more people engaged. They're going to see Ollie Hoare and Josh Kerr line up next to each other. And they're going to know every episode that each of them have had individually talking about one another leading into the race. They're invested, they're ready to go. And so yeah. And you look also, I think like the guys with new gen, you have Cooper and Cole, like that Milrose 3k hype video and all the training leading up to it. That's what the next generation, literally next gen or new gen, the next generation of track athletes want to see. They want to see these pros do these normal things, build up, cook a burger in a random Eugene apartment. Like it, it's becoming very, very real. I would say from a media perspective on how impactful track and field and our platforms are. Yeah, and, and I mean, and, and the the coolest thing about it is how driven it is from the athletes to exactly what you're saying. This this recognition that, like, hey, I wanted this when I was growing up. Like, I, when I was first running, flow track videos were sweet, and obviously, cool. It's awesome to watch people run. I completely agree with you with the new gen stuff, and also the the podcast. Like, the banter is almost what you're there for in the end because yeah. you want to, you know someone's PRs or you know someone's like abilities or the specific race that they're trying to run but you want to get invested in them as maybe a little bit more of a human being which is obviously occasionally hard to share you don't want to share everything Mm -hmm. not everyone wants to do that but you have platforms like new gen who are doing it for Cooper Cooper and Cole like it's super cool to see what Ben and Carter and those guys are doing with them and obviously Cooper and Cole are bought in but also simultaneously awesome to see like I'll keep coming back to sit and kick and what you and Josh are doing where like your personalities are coming through that people can get excited about Dave as a human. And then like, cool, it's way more fun to cheer for him in a three K if I, if I give a shit about who Dave is. Exactly. Exactly. And that's really what Josh and I's mission is um, just to speak on our personal brand that we're creating is our number one philosophy. If you like go to sit and kick podcast.com, you'll see, um, do track differently. That's a quote. Like that's the first thing that we wrote down in our journal when we started to really like bring out and flesh out this idea of what we wanted to accomplish. And so we want to do track differently. It's more than numbers. It's more than places. It's more than medals. It's like, it's about embracing the future past and present of the sport and like pushing it all forward because Josh and I banter, we bring our personalities out and sometimes it gets personal. 
sometimes it gets really, really real. And I think what's so great about that is when I run um, the like a four flat mile at altitude, like I got messages from people that listen to our podcast and say, hey, Dave, I remember listening to this um, episode where you talked about being in this form of a headspace. And most of my headspaces in the year of 2021 early on weren't that positive, but I was being very transparent and open of like, I'm struggling. And Josh was helping me through that. And then as you saw through 2021 with the 5Ks at Portland Track Festival, that was a big breakthrough. Me and Lopez racing to the line, making the Olympic trials final in the 15. And then this mile race to up here at altitude. It's like those, those listeners and those, the community that we've built with the podcast has been there with me through all of that. But they've also been there through Josh of building up into Tokyo and getting an Olympic medal. Like the shirt that I'm wearing right now, like this is Josh's, we call it the podium shirt now. It was called uh, Olympiad 32 um, originally, but now it's the podium shirt. And we've seen people at track meets in this. And we got like photos of people in this shirt watching Josh in Tokyo. And they're like sitting with the better host, like bantering it back at me. It's just like, it's just so cool to see how embraceive the track and field community is for these types of platforms as well, because not a lot of sports can get into it unless they're expert analysts. But in our sport, the pro athletes are the expert analysts or the track nerds. And so, yeah, this, this is a really, really exciting time. I can tangent on yeah. this. So I'll just say it's an exciting time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it's definitely an exciting time. And I, I think one of the awesome things that you just touched on as well is like, yeah, Josh has his journey going to the Olympics, which resonates with so many people. It's super mm-hmm. exciting simultaneously i'm sure that you got just as much engagement and attention for like talking about going through struggles and, and difficult times that happen in running because yes like olympics are awesome like we're not we're not downplaying that at all yeah but the relatable piece a lot of the time is like i don't i don't care how fast or slow you are you're going to go through struggles within running and like those are the things that people can grasp onto it and mm-hmm. become a fan of yours because of like oh my god this helped me through whatever it is I'm going exactly. through at that point. It's just exactly. life lessons, exactly. which is awesome. But yeah, dude, I mean, we'll, we'll bring it to Lilac now as well. Cause I think this is super helpful. Uh, and one of the ones that Jeff told me that you would love to talk about as well. Cause I got a little story about how you maybe Venmoed him uh, on his birthday and told him that four bucks of this should go towards a beer for himself, but the pay-per-view model, like the, the, this is something that Jeff would talk about. Yeah. Bringing the athletes in that are going to get, people excited to pay for the meet and then being able to give back to the athletes as an athlete yourself going to a meet like lilac is this something that makes you want to go to these meets is it something that gets you excited about it does it play into your decision making process and then just thoughts broadly on it yeah so thoughts i'll just start with thoughts broadly on the pay-per-view model um and how i think that benefits athletes and also the community is you have these corporate giants that kind of had like this really firm grip on how to watch track and field. And what that actually did was pretty much made a blockage of how not to watch track and field because nobody wanted to pay for the annual subscription. Nobody wanted to pay. I don't even know how much money on these other platforms. And it's just like this ridiculous amount for this one race. And like, it's hard for me to justify to my mom and dad to be like, like even for this last race, it was, it was streamed on a platform that has like an annual subscription. I was like, if you don't have this already, do not buy it for this one race. Like I told them not to watch my race because it wasn't worth it where you look at this new pay-per-view model and the athletes get a percentage of that money. Like I know I got a random text from Jeff and he's like, Hey, by the way, this is how much money you're getting from your 5k at Portland track festival. I immediately spent that unpromised money out at Best Buy and got a new TV and just thought this is a bonus. Like uh, I'm going to spend it. I hadn't got it in my bank account um, at that time, but 
thankfully everything worked out and I didn't <laughs> sell myself uh, too soon. But it's one of those things where in a sport that's also not suffering, but years behind from a viewership and funding and all these types of things, like any and every dollar counts. And the cool thing is, is like the fans get to give back to the athletes. Like the prize money that I'm getting is from the people watching the race. And so I feel as though um, I feel a little bit more entitled and involved with success because I'm like, I want to put on a show. That's what I'm doing here. This is a show now. It's like, let's be entertainers. Let's, let's put our personalities out there. Let's literally go to the well and building up into this lilac, like work harder comrade is a Ben Blankenship quote. And he quoted that he commented that on my Instagram today. I pinned it. And it's like, that's exactly what I want to do for the people that are viewing and for the people in the race. Like I want to work harder and like, I want to do it with Ben. And if he dips me at the line, gets more prize money than me, all power to him. But like, I'm going to Lilac to win. And he knows that I put that in the caption. And what I think this model is doing is it's really unifying everyone around the same track meet to just create a really positive environment that like there's positive change happening in the sport. And it starts with just a $5 pay-per-view. Yeah. And it's so much easier to exactly what you said to, to pay this one off thing than to have a subscription. And I love what you're touching on as well, where, where everyone's getting invested at that point. Like, exactly. yes, the the fans are putting their money where their mouths are and making it way easier to access the meet as well. Um, but then also the athletes hearing from your perspective how, how excited you get about stuff like that and knowing that people are tuning in specifically for this and potentially specifically to be watching you as well. There's no doubt that there's people that will have heard of Lilac because of your Instagram post today and exactly. get excited about it. Um, which is absolutely awesome. And then with Lilac specifically, I do want to touch on it within the shape of your season as well. Obviously, this year has got a lot going on. Uh, The last few years have maybe been a little interrupted because of COVID, probably underselling it a touch there, but uh, it's (laughs) been weird. And now we've got indoor championships, outdoor championships, a lot happening. Where does Lilac fit specifically within the larger plan for you? Yeah, the larger plan for me, I mean, the the sport of professionalism is very tentative. That's the reality of the situation, whether it's a pandemic stopping everything or it's just the heat sheets. Like there's a a certain number of guys that can get on a starting line and there's going to be about 40 guys that want to get on it. Obviously, that can't happen. So for me, my scheduling, my big picture uh, this fall, I was working out to be in Milrose. I was working out to go to USA's and all these types of things, um, but quickly came to the conclusion that like those guys on that line have a better resume than me. I wasn't bitter. I wasn't upset, but I was like, okay, if I'm missing this opportunity, I have to make my opportunities the best that I can. And that's when I was so thankful that Lilac was presented because I thought, yeah, this is it. I don't need, I don't need Milrose. Like I need, I just need Lilac. And so when I was building into Lilac and I knew that was on the schedule, like it was immediate where Danny and Ben Blankenship were even texting about paces. And I just said, I was like, like I'm a 750 guy but I'm 738 mentally. Like I'm stuck in the 750 body, but I know for a a fact that when I can get to Lilac, I'll be able to unleash something great because this is the buildup. This is the anticipation. Like all roads lead to championships. And Ben alluded to that and shared that on his story. And I keep mentioning Ben, but I'm treating this race almost like a rivalry because you have Ben and you have Jake from the Oregon track club going in there and I'm the lone beast, but it's going to be one of those things where I want that anticipation to build for this meet because this is my tune-up for USA's. And when I get to USA's, my number one priority is to make that world team to represent the U.S. at the World Indoor Championships. Like, it's no, there's no hiding that. Every athlete wants that, right? So this lilac meet for me is like, let's go out at an ungodly pace. Let's slam the standard. Let's set records. Let's 
do everything that we can do to best ourselves for everybody. And then when we get to that championship race two weeks later in the same facility, then that's when the race can go down. And it's going to be a bloodbath at Lilac. That's the point of the race, right? And so I'm really looking forward to it. And as the year kind of progressed through these last two months for the indoor schedule, um, everything has started to work out perfectly. Like I originally wanted all these things, but as the season's planned out, as workouts have planned out, it's like, no, this is actually the path that I should be on. And this is the path that I want to be on. So yeah, this, this is now plan A, plan all. Like this is the ultimate plan for me is Lilac to USA's to Worlds. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Dude, absolutely love it. I, I know we can continue to, to banter yeah. on, uh, but I, I'm, I'm going to leave us right there because honestly, that's absolutely perfect, dude. Absolutely best of luck in Lilac. We know you're absolutely going to crush it. going to be a lot of fun. Uh, watching you mix it up with the OTC guys. And then exactly what you said, two weeks later, U.S. indoors, man. And, and exactly. I'm absolutely positive you're going to have a ton of people cheering for you, which is going to be sick. Perfect. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys letting me come on here and, and banter and talk a bit about all the things that are good going on in the sport. So thank you for having me. Thank you.